0: I'm not a big fan of Jamaican spots that look real nice. Matter of fact, I don't trust Jamaican spots that look real nice. Like, for instance, I took my wife to this one spot. We walked in, and it's one of those, you know, golden crust type spots where they all the food is out there, and you tell them what they want, and they scoop it, and they dish it out. And I'm looking around, the tables have tablecloth on them. I'm like, what is this? This isn't right. Who does this? I just, I just don't trust Jamaican spots that try to look real nice. The Jamaican spot that I'm always trusting is when I look in the kitchen, it looked like a kitchen. It looked like the kitchen that I grew up seeing. you know. And, and either the man or the woman who's cooking looked like one of my aunts and my uncles. And that's the only way I can trust a Jamaican spot. I don't really go to a Jamaican restaurant to sit and eat. I usually go to a Jamaican spot to grab and go. If a Jamaican spot look too nice, I feel off and might even have to leave. Can't trust them. It damn near has to be questionable. Use your head. I know what you're thinking. thinking like that that keeps the world the way it is.
1: Especially when you're
0: thinking of a master plan. Big Med. Tell us what's on your mind. Welcome to the Mind of Med podcast. I am your host, Big Med. Thanks for joining me for another week. Today on the show i got my girl manetta shaw she is the author of keep it classy co-parenting strategies for unstoppable moms and devoted dads for those that do not know who manetta shaw is she's is an author entrepreneur and also the baby mama of r&b singer Neo. so basically i have a conversation with her about how she and Neo are working out this whole co-parenting thing uh when in the beginning it was real shaky uh, my second guest is gonna be pastor john gray and before y'all get you know too excited i talked to john gray before all the controversy regarding um alleged infidelity and him buying a truck for his wife okay just to get that out there we're talking about his book win from within and also how he's had to deal with um you know drama and headlines surrounding him while he's trying to start as a new pastor of relentless church in greenville south carolina so that's all coming up in today's episode but first let me tell you what's on my mind R. Kelly. Yes, sir. R. Kelly got indicted, charged, 10 counts, of sexual abuse. Um, the crazy thing about that, it took him four days to get out of jail because I guess some people are saying he didn't have enough money to, um, to get his 100000 and bail out. Um, you know, a lot of people know that, you know, R. Kelly makes his money off of touring. Touring has been not as heavy as it's been in the past because of allegations and things of that nature. Um, surviving R. Kelly. You know, this gotta be the first time I've seen a documentary land somebody in jail, basically, because that's what it, it feels like it did. Um, a new video came out um, of of R. Kelly and a young woman, um, so I have a feeling that he's about to get put in jail this time because I just don't see how you can let the man get away twice. I just don't see how. I feel like you know the district attorney. They're, they learned the lessons from the past, and I think they're gonna get Art Kelly this time. Um, another interesting fact is that you know the story came out that a, a woman named Valencia Love uh, bailed him out. She paid the hundred dollar hundred thousand dollar bond to get him out, and people are just going in on her. She runs a daycare, I guess, and a couple of restaurants, and people are just trying to to end her 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 businesses. Um, I don't know how I feel about putting this lady on blast like that. like Because they put all her public business out there. And as she said, I'm just trying to help a friend. She says she's a friend of R. Kelly. And she wants to help him. In, in my opinion, that's up to her. She does her thing. She wants to help a friend out. Help a friend out. I don't feel like we need to go ahead and destroy this woman for trying to help a friend out. That, that's just my personal opinion. Now going on to another Robert that uh, was caught on camera. Uh, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft he um, got caught up in a sting operation at this island oasis um, strip mall um, massage parlor that I guess is involved in sex trafficking um, of women Uh, Robert Kraft is a 77 year old man On January 19th and 20th he went ahead and visited uh, this establishment and as the document said he had a genital manipulation um, which is I I think the greatest term for hand job I've ever heard in my life. Um, he then left on the 20th in his blue Bentley flew a private plane to Kansas City to watch his New England Patriots win the AFC championship for their trip to the Super Bowl, which they eventually won. Now here, if Robert Kraft knew anything about this sex trafficking, yeah, throw him in jail, lock him up all if he had any parts of that. But what it's looking like right now Is that he didn't The two women that um, serviced him If you will they weren't, they weren't one of the women that were trafficked To America Alright um, if, he, if he literally just went in there for a little You know Manipulation of his genitalia I feel like go ahead and you know Do what you need to do for your misdemeanor Whether it be community service Pay a fine NFL Fine, fine him Suspend him For a few games It Doesn't really matter He's an owner It's not like he's playing the game um. So the suspension of an owner for watching the game, he can watch it on TV. So I don't, I don't really know what that does. But as long as he has nothing to do with the sex, tra- sex trafficking or knew nothing of it, give that man a slap on the wrist and keep him moving. He's 77 years old, lost his wife to cancer. Go ahead and give yourself a rub and tug, and keep him moving. All right. Um. I don't know how I'm gonna, you know, go ahead and segue this into uh, my conversation with Mignetta Shaw because she is a classy young lady very classy young lady and uh, author and a great mother um, but here we go uh, my conversation with Mietta Shaw author of keep it classy co-parenting strategies for unstoppable moms and devoted dads so so for people that are trying to understand let's just go back okay. to you you have you have the child with neo mm-hmm. and things don't Y'all, y'all break up yes after a second yeah. and then what happens
1: then um, I was actually on a show called Atlanta Exes um, yes Got on VH1 and that was literally maybe four months after our um, engagement broke off um, and so the whole world was watching me go through this horrible horrible breakup right. Um and um, we still lived together for probably like a year after mm-hmm. and I think maybe a year after he started dating, um, well, in, in within that year. So a lot of fans got confused and thought maybe she was the reason, but it wasn't. Right. So a lot of stories that came out was like, you know, saying all type of stuff. However, um, you know, so we had little conflicts and stuff. And of course, a lot of outside noise could make it, you know, a bit much. Right. but whatever the case may be i pride myself on never like using the kids against him mm-hmm. or like okay you hurt me so i'm hurt you because we all know hurt people hurt people right but um my faith in god and just my foundation um i was able to keep it together for the kids and that's a lot of what we don't see mm-hmm. in our culture and just right. just it's it's hard you know it's a hard thing to do but and, and um just to yes. say
0: that the foreword for mm-hmm. this book Is written by Schaefer Neo Smith. Yes,
1: yes. So he came on board. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So we got through our times and nothing's perfect and it's a process. It always is. Um, But the main thing is communication. So I am so happy that we are all, even his wife, on one accord and doing what's best for the children. And so I just was like, when I brought the idea to him, he's like, yes, of course. And I'm behind you 100%. He even wrote the forward, like Mm -hmm. you said. And it's just important for us to just help others like see how important it is to get to that level because it benefits the kids in such an enormous way.
0: So t- talk to me just because I've, for instance,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, when you talk about Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys yes, and, yes, and, Mishanda, and, yes. and that whole situation, mm-hmm. when we saw people talking, when we first saw them come out with their blended yes. like, the book, mm-hmm. um, I saw on social media, a lot mm-hmm. of people saying, well, we remember what you said about so sorry, oh, we remember how you then. said about that. Yeah. They—it's really hard for people to believe that if you break up with somebody, yeah, say nasty things, but you, things, <laughs> you know, yeah. you're, like you said, hurt people, hurt people. Yeah. That they can turn it around. Yeah. For you, how did you turn it around? What was the beginning of the turnaround for for Neil to actually write the forward? For you to have that kind of relationship now, where everybody's copacetic.
1: I mean, because honestly, we all get that the common denominator are the kids. And so we're able to whatever kind of issues we have, like it's not that big for us to you know just bad mouth and like just keep that like first of all it's a lot of energy to do Mm -hmm. all of that and we don't have time for that like we really really love the kids so much that we'll put ourselves aside and get over those things because at the end of the day it's about like basically your ego and that's a three-letter word Mm -hmm. that can do so much damage and we Found out that in the past, like that's what it was, you know. Like, okay, so my feelings are hurting. I feel this type of way, but these kids didn't ask to be here, mm-hmm. and they have nothing to do with that. So we need to, you know, just woman and man up and do what's best for them ultimately. So no matter what's going on, we have to get it together. Right. Gro- you know, group it all together How long did and do it. And honestly, um relatively quickly on my part um, and I felt like it was certain times where even you know like I felt like something was directed towards me or petty and like yeah. I would get so mad mm-hmm. but I would like take a moment like okay I could react this way mm-hmm. and it's been a couple of times where I did you mm-hmm. know and that was like everything plays out on the internet and my thing is when they get old enough to, you know, see those things and search the World Wide Web. I don't want them to see their mama acting a fool and right. see all these things. So I learned that lesson quick. And from that moment, I'm like, OK, if something arises or I feel some type of way, I would like call him, call her. I'm like, let's get together. Let's talk about this. And can we is there a way we can get through this? Whatever, whatever. And we'll do what we have to do for the kids. So it, it took a while, um, but it, it happened and it feels amazing. I will say that.
0: So tell me this mm-hmm. n- now, because I've dealt with um, working with Willie Moore Jr. Mm-hmm. on our show. He's always talking about how he handles his family dynamic yes. with, with the blended family mm-hmm. so for your family dynamic uh, when it comes to the kids visiting when it comes to like you talk about the communication yes. is this, do you guys have meetings monthly do you have uh, <laughs> quarterly meetings like this is what's going on the kids in school I <laughs> right. need this what do you need what, like yeah. how do you communicate your the day to day type of things for the, for the kids
1: well honestly um, our situation is a bit different because um, their dad lives on the road exactly. so it's not the typical you know mm-hmm. um, um, nine to five are just a typical situation right so i have to be more lenient mm-hmm. with the times even you know like we do um we alternate like holidays mm-hmm. and but now actually thanksgiving we're doing it together um and then you know he has them for christmas because i had them for last christmas mm-hmm. so we just even if it's off of what we have written down as long as it's good for us say he has a tour overseas and he can't get him this time i'll get them. like we just have to be open right and because things exactly extremely extremely flexible um and open just because you know because of his lifestyle and who he is and um it's been like that from the beginning so that's kind of you know good because Mm -hmm. um we're we're all used to that but um yeah it it gets a bit tricky at times but we have to work together um and and figure it out
0: and the communication with his with his wife now yes what's that like what's what's it like what like for you two what is a normal conversation that you would have about the children
1: um, it just, just to make sure um, because like <laughs> I have them on a set routine mm-hmm. routines are super important to me as a single mom mm-hmm. um, um, like during the school year like if they're in town at the, their Atlanta place on school school time I'm like okay you know let's make sure because it's important to keep it on the same you know right. the kids uh, stability is super super exactly. important um, even when they're traveling with them I just want to not trying to hover but you know just as long as they can be as stable as possible mm-hmm. so we'll just talk about about things like that or she'll like if any homework is um, supposed to be done over the maybe spring break you know you have to communicate those things so her and I just talk about that and if she forgets it we have to ship it you know just certain right. things because school is super important to us right. um, and just just like over the holidays like what's going on It just it just varies you right. know um, and actually since he works so much I have this group chat uh, we have a group chat and if I don't get an answer from him, I'll just hit the group chat or hit her up, and she'll make sure that he calls back. I'm like, oh, girl, you're such a blessing for right. me. <laughs> because before, I was like, okay, did you get that email? Did you get that text? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot because he's a little forgetful. Yeah. But you're doing so much. Yeah, so stuff. It, it happens. So she's actually been a big blessing <laughs> to all of us. I want to
0: ask this because you did mention uh, mm-hmm. you, you're you a single mom. Yes. Um, when it comes to, you know, you're a mm-hmm. single mom, mm-hmm. but let's be honest, you, you date.
1: Well, yes, I do have a significant other. Okay, um, I just choose to keep that on the well, rest until you know what I'm saying. Well, that, no, that's fine for sure. Uh, so, um, so let
0: let let's put it to you like yes. this: When mm-hmm. you started dating, yes. him, mm-hmm. how did that go over? Like how? Because how does that conversation start? Because even when 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 Neo started dating mm-hmm. his, his uh, current yeah. wife, what's that conversation like when the dating process starts for the for the other person?
1: Yeah, well, he and I had a like a time limit thing. Like, okay, please don't you know introduce the kids to Mm -hmm. anyone unless it's really serious. And so let's just say six months. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes, you know, before then, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's fine. So we bring
0: that. We bring that. It's been three months, but no, this. But is, this serious. is it. You know, and it's kind, like, you know
1: like mm, okay, okay, whatever. Right, no, uh, but you, you can't do anything but accept it. It's so just, you don't want no uncle, like
0: a whole bunch of uncles. Yeah, up, the whole uncles. Like, hold on, cousin that Pete.
1: Who is that? <laughs> 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 no, for sure, it is super, super important, mm-hmm. like you said. So after a certain time period, when it's time to introduce, you introduce, and
0: and then yeah. do you introduce?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Does the significant like did. I'm not saying you had a say in who he could date or who yeah, he married or like sure. that, yeah. but you you get to meet them. Yeah. And because at, at the end of the day, these to. these per- people are going to be spending time with your children. Exactly. So um, let's go back to when you kind of had a, when you yeah. had that meeting with. Okay, th- mm-hmm. this is going to be yeah. going to be in his life. What was that like? for oh, you?
1: Oh wow, you know, that was. experience. Who I remember talking to my my father. He's uh whenever I have like issues and mm-hmm. stuff i'm just call him up he'll give me a good scripture and just speak life and mm-hmm. just I, I needed that support and i remember I, we were all in la and i met her um but right before because we had dinner together i just called my dad and i'm just like okay like uh i don't know and i was i was crying like i was still i w- wasn't completely over it Got but it. i knew like he he says this is it this mm-hmm. is the one Da you know and i just had so he was like Mo, there's nothing you can do you know like God has someone else like it's not you know what you thought you know you could still have because my parents been together for 46 years mm-hmm. Um, in February and so I always saw that that's one of the reasons I was so like uh, a it was so Mo hard for me. But Petty Mo wanted to come out. I mean, of course, but right. she couldn't okay. because at the end of the I, day, you know, at the end I of the day, and I pride myself on that so bad. You're so silly. <laughs> because, Petty Mo wanted. Oh, like what? I want to like, I wanna meet you. Da, da, da. Why I got to do this? You know, but of course, because I just saw my kids' faces, and I'm just like, it's. I have to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no getting around it, and that's a problem that a lot of women and men have. Like, they can't let it go. Like, nope. when it's over, it's over this and nothing you can do and if you're still holding on to that past mm-hmm. like you you can't receive what god has for you and so um i listened to my dad's advice i prayed we prayed on the phone i cried and the next day i was good and i met her and it was fine it was you fine. know and mm-hmm. we still had you know little Issues, of course, because I was still healing mm-hmm. completely, uh-huh. and you know, once it was done, like I literally woke up one day. I don't remember how many months later, and mm-hmm. it felt like a weight
0: lifted, lifted off of you. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's flip it. Mm-hmm. Has Neil's met your significant other?
1: Yes. Yes. What,
0: what was that meeting like?
1: Uh, actually, it was it was good. Uh-huh. Yeah, everybody got along well. I I was well, thank God. I right. was good, and because
0: I always imagine it as mm-hmm. uh, a a father giving his daughter away right, right. Like on the first date. Like, yeah. you want to say, well, you're not going to do this, you're not going to do right. that. You're not gonna, you know, yeah. almost confrontational. But no, for You sure. know, especially for men. It was like, yeah. well, you know, yeah, you know what I'm right. saying? My babies. Right, right. No, for sure. But, I'm sure
1: they had their little, you know, yeah, whatever. But,
0: but, yeah. but when it was initially, it was, just cool
1: yeah everything was cool um they they had their their talks i'm sure i'm not privy to everything that uh-huh. it was said but um yeah like he he knows me just like i know him and we're not going to put someone like our kids in danger of like course. we really care and so you have to kind of trust their judgment you mm-hmm. know um on that end and so it everything went well does
0: your significant other have kids too um yes so you're working mm-hmm. on, on it's, both sides. I'm on both
1: sides of it. Yeah. That's amazing. Both sides of this thing. So how, yeah. how
0: much of your experience dealing with uh, being, having a blended family with Neo mm-hmm. ha- has helped you with with his side of the family?
1: Um, It, it has helped a lot, actually. Yeah, it, it's helped a lot. And I get to see, you know, both perspectives. So it's. Very interesting. <laughs> and so for people that
0: have not gotten the book, mm-hmm. keep it classy, what, what can they expect out of out of reading this book? I see Angela Simmons in the back here talking yeah, about you.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Love Angela. Um yes, they can expect just just to to Read this book with an open mind and um just just honestly strategies like you'll see what what has helped us what has worked for us and maybe you can they can adapt it to to their own family and maybe find some things that works you know um that's really what we want but it just breaks it all the way down just like if you because you have those times where you don't you can't stand the sound of their voice and wow, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. like you don't necessarily want to call or or you know do anything or it's it's something really bad going on and you want to scream at the phone but you can't so it's like okay well let's take a moment and it literally gives you steps about okay well do this say is, it this time Is that time the chapter you think, about
0: you're not super, you're not superwoman?
1: <laughs> no not that one No oh, no that one That's the, the peace process <laughs> Got it Because you gotta get to some peace
0: <laughs> Hey Manetta how can they find you on social media and get a uh, hand on book. on this book?
1: Yes they can find me on all social media um, platforms um, Twitter Twitter um, Instagram. Anyway, it's my name, Monietta Shaw, M-O-N-Y-E-T-T-A-S-H-A-W. Um, the book is on Amazon, um, Select Barnes & Noble, um, or my website, moniettashaw.com.
0: Again, make sure you check out Keep It Classy, co-parenting strategies for Untoppable moms and devoted dads. Make sure you follow my, my girl, Monietta Shaw. But let's keep this thing moving. Um, a lot of people have a lot of things to say about John Gray, uh, Pastor John Gray. And uh, I can say this, that he's a friend of mine. Um, I support him in, in everything that he does. And um, you know, one of the people that I saw when I met him in Houston, I I said, "This man's a star. This man's a star. He's inspirational, and 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 he's funny. And I I really enjoy, you know, spending time with this guy and his family. And so here's my conversation with uh, Pastor John Gray. Let's talk about being a pastor of a relentless church, man. Because I remember Mm -hmm. when I was in Houston, and I said, "Man, when you do your own church."
2: Ah, ah. Yeah. You started to itch in? Yeah. I was was having an allergic reaction when you said it. Exactly. So, what happened? God, man, he messed with you, man. And since he made me, he could pretty much tell me what to do. I'm an employee, you know? I serve at the request of my king. And uh, the truth is, I never wanted to be a pastor because I didn't want the responsibility of caring for souls. Uh, because it's a real thing and I didn't know that I didn't think I really had the character and integrity at the time Because I there are parts of my flesh that weren't submitted and I was like God I think you want something different. And he was like, you know what? I'm gonna use what you have and I'm gonna mature you into the other things um, Itinerant evangelism is different you speak life and then you get on a plane and go home But pastoring is very different now. I've got to care for souls now. I have to plan my, my life out differently now I've got to shift the narrative of just preaching on Sunday, but now being available for business meetings with my CFO or my head of ministries or different things. And so, uh, it's a challenge, uh, but it's one that I have, it turns out I'm up for. There's a lot I need to learn, but I have learned on the fly and God has been very kind. And I feel like if you keep your heart pure, God will help you with the rest. That's what the Holy spirit is for, man. So my heart is to serve God. I don't know all the processes and procedures, right. but I do know he called me to this work.
0: And what, what made it South Carolina? I remember when it was South Carolina. I'm like, what? <laughs> Why South? I was like, he's in Houston. Like we're going to we're going to South Carolina. I'm like, of all places, but he's closer. I can I can reach him. But man, South Carolina. What was it about that that church that you're like, it's yes, the, God?
2: It's the one he told me to go to. I know that sounds crazy, but. Uh, South Carolina would not be the place that I would have chosen if I'm only seeking for a career arc. I know that the Lord told me to go. I love the city of Greenville, and I loved it before I moved there. Literally, I would go and visit. I I did a movie there a year and a half ago, and I said to the Lord, this place is beautiful. I could live here, and I'd like to live here. That's all I said to the Lord. So you
0: don't need big city. Big city doesn't really mean much no, to me. None you. of
2: it moves me. I mean, it just, big city means more traffic, better malls, more restaurants. But I'm a grown man now, I got kids, I got a wife. And so the things I need to be focused in on require me to have less distraction, not more. Got gotcha. you. Now, if I'm single, I'm in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. But where I'm at in my life, it's ideal uh, because it's a, a respite from crazy, and i can still do what i'm called to do i don't think it's the last place of planting and in fact i know it's not i know that there's more i don't know the entirety of the picture but We're i know not are bishop soon i don't want to be that i never want you didn't to want to be a pastor either i so. don't want to be a pastor <laughs> and i certainly don't want to be a bishop uh the name just feels weird you know i just i'm john i love god and i want to i want to fight for people you know and so That's where i'm at and
0: you know you've had distractions this year as well you know attacks Mm -hmm. on you how how did you how do you get past the distractions when you have you're building a a new church you're trying to build that up you have all these distractions (laughs) that are coming at you so how did were you able to maneuver through all of that and and um and and,
2: you know kind
0: of focus in on what you needed to do to get done
2: you know there were a lot of challenges early on particularly um you know the the top of this, uh, this, this part of my life, being a pastor, being invited to the White House, the fallout from people who didn't understand why I would be there. People are very, very angry. They're very hurt. There's a lot of vitriol. Um, and I'm, I am not apolitical, but I'm wise in my stance. And I, I walk in as a man of God first. Okay, so I don't put party and partisanship above my prophetic mantle. I'm a man of God first. I go where the Lord sends me. What, what helped me is that I knew what the Lord said. If you are someone searching for your own agenda, then you could, you probably be hurt by what people say in a different way. I was hurt, not by the people that don't know me, but by the people that do know me and said nothing. And then the ones that do know me and said a lot of things. So there were, you know, there's a different, there was a lot of different things, but what I learned is that my circle is small and the higher you go, you get smaller. In Matthew 17, jesus was going to the mount of transfiguration he had 12 disciples but only three of them made it up the mountain Mm -hmm. hold on for a second hey guys why don't you shut your mouth okay sorry about that (laughs) (laughs) isaac korea antar lavar and brandon montgomery sitting behind us making goofy faces anyway um but only three of the 12 made it up the mountain and so it doesn't mean that other people weren't good people they weren't that they weren't saved it just means that they couldn't handle the altitude. And so the higher you go, less people are able to handle the altitude. And so I had to identify who can go where I'm going. And that's kind of what 2018 has been. Right. Who can handle the altitude.
0: So let's talk about When From Within, the new book, second book. Yeah. Um, you know, when where were you at when you were to begin the, the writing process of this? Were you, was it this year or was it?
2: I, I've been working on this since last year. And uh, the book was supposed to be done months ago. But I had to live this book. And it was painful. I almost lost my family. Because as a man, I I wasn't handling things that needed to be handled. And I didn't address them properly. And so when you self-medicate or you look for voices outside of home to speak to you, you can find yourself drifting into places that the enemy designs for you to die in. And so the devil offers a beautiful death. It feels good, but it still ends up in death. Okay. And so what, what this book was about is facing some things in my life that I never addressed and never wanted to address. You know, there are things that were introduced to my life at four years old, just from being sexually abused, that I didn't even know were still there lingering in my 40s. Things in my, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, still there 35 years later, because they hadn't been properly addressed. And so the the unintended fallout from that is a wife who loves me, but doesn't realize what, what I brought into the marriage had nothing to do with her. It had everything to do with what I had not faced. And so here's this woman trying to love me and I hate myself. Wow. Here's this woman speaking life to me, but I'm speaking death in my mind. So. It was nothing for me to think about a failed marriage and being a single dad because that's all I saw. There was no way for me to think that one day I could actually do this and be successful at it. So this book is about uh, me facing critical areas of my life and the lessons that I learned, but also paralleling the life of Jacob who was one man, but he had two nations on the inside. There was the trickster and then there was the prince with God. But the prince doesn't come out until the wrestler comes out. Some things you got to fight for, right? And that's what "Win from Within" is about.
0: And so, you know, talking about, you know, just hearing you talk about certain things that, you know, kind of surprising to me. You know, where I'm just like, you know, you, on the outside, people see you. You're the, the, the pastor, the, the one who always knows the, the right thing to say. You, you're also the person that always is the fun-loving guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So to hear these certain things, what what do you think, how do you think people are gonna react when they read this book and and, and hear some of stories?
2: Yeah, I hope people react with an open heart and an open mind. I think the key to this book is transparency. If I don't tell the truth, then there's no reason for me to have written a book. We got enough self-help books. And if the self-help books in the section in the Barnes and Noble actually work, then it would be empty because you wouldn't need any more self-help. The truth is you need transparency. And I think that uh, for me, it was important uh, because this is what I've learned. And I learned this from Chris Hodges. You're only as sick as your secrets. So once you're able to get things out on the table, then God will begin to heal you. You know, and that's not easy. And I'm not telling everybody to, to walk my path. I just happen to be out here in public. I didn't want this. I didn't want to be a pastor. I wasn't looking for this. I'm not trying to be no star. I don't want to walk around at night with sunglasses on, like some of your favorite gospel artists. My thing is, I just want to be a dude that gets it right.
0: That's my brother, Pastor John Gray again. A friend of mine, his new book, Win From Within, is available right now. Make sure you go pick it up. I appreciate everybody for listening to this episode of the Mind of Med podcast. Make sure you follow me at Big Med, B-I-G-M-E-D on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. And then also you can follow my podcast, At Mind of Med Pod Mind of Med Pod P-O-D Make sure you check me out there Alright Until next week Y'all be good Peace